Hello and welcome to the Rare Disease Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. Every week, we at Partners for Access discuss the major news developments impacting the rare disease and cell and gene therapy industry and what they mean for you. Hello everyone, I'm Nicola Allen and I'm here this week with Joanna Fernandez, our Associate Consultant, who will be providing an overview of the recent Orcambi approval. After over three years of turbulent negotiations, Vertex and NHS England have finally agreed a deal for the manufacturer's cystic fibrosis portfolio. NHS England announced last week that Vertex's Orcambi, Simkevi and Kaleidico will be made available to all eligible CF patients within the next 30 days. Each therapy targets a very specific gene mutation underlying CF, which prevents any overlapping target patient populations, and this will allow more than 5,000 adults and children in England to be treated by one of these three drugs. Joanna, can you tell us more about the journey NICE, NHS England and Vertex have had to undergo to reach this much-awaited deal? Well, the story actually begins in July 2012, before Orcambi was even in clinical testing. This was when the EMA approved Kaleidico, the first CF therapy in Vertex's portfolio. Around six months later, in January 2013, a newly formed NHS England agreed to pay a list price of over £182,000 annually per patient, costing the NHS approximately £55 million per year. That seems quite high. Yes, if the therapy was launched now, achieving this price would have been extremely unlikely as it falls well outside NICE's 20 to £30,000 cost per quality threshold, which is used to determine cost-effectiveness. So this was reviewed via NICE's standard single-technology appraisal pathway? Yes, it was. And according to the head of NHS England's specialised commissioning, John Stewart, the NHS overpaid by £400 million over five years. And how does this relate to Orcambi? Well, when Vertex achieved EMA approval for Orcambi in November 2015, less than three years later after Kylodeco, the manufacturer was unprepared for NICE's initial rejection of the drug in April 2016. Despite evidence of the drug's efficacy and the push from vocal CF patient advocacy groups, Orcambi was considered not cost-effective due to the high price and uncertainty in long-term benefits. Yes, this misalignment in expectations between manufacturer and the health authorities was also seen in France, where Vertex actually submitted an economic dossier to the CEESP. So this is a requirement only for products which are expected to get an ASMR of 3 or higher. However, the health authorities only granted or can be an ASMR 4, which is only a minor therapeutic improvement. And after years of negotiations between the French health authorities and Vertex, the managed access programme was agreed and this was tied to outcomes with a budget cap of €30 million. Euros. Exactly. However, in the UK, the pressure to make the drug available was driven by patient advocacy groups, representing around 10,500 CF patients. This equates to approximately 10% of the global CF population. In May 2018, over 1,000 letters from children with CF and their families was delivered to UK MPs asking for access to Orcambi. And when the final rejection by NICE was published for Orcambi in June 2016, the Cystic Fibrosis Trust, a UK-based charity, stepped in and suggested providing Orcambi to patients on the CF registry in the UK to allow more data on its efficacy to be collected. 
On the reverse side, with England representing one of the biggest opportunities globally for the CF-focused community, Vertex must have been very keen to secure a deal. So what effects did these pressures have on the negotiations between Vertex, the UK government and NHS England? Well, several meetings took place between NHS England and Vertex. This included NHS England's rejection of the company's suggested UK list price of £104,000 for Orkambi, citing that it would cost the NHS around £295 million, making it one of the country's biggest drug expenditures. Vertex then declined a counteroffer for £500 million over five years, as it represented a 90% discount. Backlash from the UK public then drove NHS England to make these discussions public. This did nothing to make Vertex more receptive to accepting a discount, as it would now expose their pricing strategy, limiting the price it could achieve in other markets. On top of this, there were calls from a patient group, Just Treatment, for the government to support Crown Use Compulsory Licensing, to allow cheaper generics of Orkambi to be made available. This, however, never came to pass, and it would have set a very dangerous precedent in the UK. After three years of back and forth, a definitive agreement was finally announced on October 24, 2019. Whilst the deal is still confidential, we do know that no patient cap will be imposed, allowing all patients to access all three drugs on the NHS. So maybe now we can take a step away from England and see what's happening in the rest of the UK and Ireland. Well, in Ireland, the story was very different, with a portfolio agreement being reached in April 2017, following only seven months of negotiations. It covers Kaleidico, Orkambi, and other therapies in Vertex's pipeline. This was partly driven by the fact that Ireland has the highest per capita incidence of CF in the world. I also saw recently that there was an agreement with Scotland, the SMC. Yes, Scotland's SMC followed a similar decision process as NICE, with an initial rejection of Orkambi in May 2016, followed by a deal being agreed in September 2019, with individual patients having access in the interim under the PACS Tier 2 system. However, the Scottish government announced the agreement would only cover Orkambi and Simkevi, and would last for five years. During this time, data will be collected through the CFUK registry and will be used by the SMC to reassess both therapies. In Wales, despite multiple written requests to Vertex to engage in the All Wales Medicine Strategy Group appraisal process for Orkambi and Simkevi, there is no evidence that the manufacturer has done so. However, with an agreement reached in England, the AWMSG will very likely follow suit. This, however, has yet to be confirmed and as it stands, Welsh and Northern Irish patients still do not have access to either therapy. So it hasn't been an easy road for Vertex, but this portfolio-type agreement has seen success in Ireland, Denmark, Sweden and now England. Vertex has also been effective in gaining reimbursement for Encambi in multiple other countries, including Austria, France, Germany, Scotland, the US and very recently also in Spain. However, in Belgium, Canada, New Zealand and Switzerland, Negotiations between Vertex and health authorities are still ongoing, with high prices and a lack of flexibility from the manufacturer being cited as an issue in more than one market. When seeking access and reimbursement, setting realistic pricing expectations and being open in the negotiation approach with health authorities are among some of the key lessons that can be taken away from Vertex's story.
And that's it for this week. For more news and analysis, do visit our website www.partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and don't forget to leave a review. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening. See you next week.